Hi, I'm Mark. I'm an alcoholic. And uh, thank you, uh, Amy, for asking me to share here at the meeting. It's always an honor to speak in an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, especially, uh, you know, international one in, in Ireland, which doesn't make me an international man of mystery, since I'm going to sort of, I guess, reveal myself here. And uh, yeah, thanks, uh, Jimmy and Mark, you know, everybody that, that puts this meeting on. And yeah, for those that are, you know, checking out uh, Alcoholics Anonymous meeting for the first time, or, you know, just uh, coming to a meeting, you know, at, uh, at 10 o'clock East Coast time. And uh, yeah, it's funny, you know, Amy is, is saying all that stuff. And I'm petting my cat and, you know, sometimes they, they say that, you know, that the cat or animals reflect, you know, how, how you are, you know, they can pick up on, on and, and I'm looking down at my cat and the cat is just, just has this, this look of confusion, just like, like, who are you, you know, just looking at me like that. And I'm, I'm thinking the same thing, you know, I'm looking down at the cat and I'm listening to Amy and she's like, yeah, 32 years. I'm like, holy crap, who am I? How did I, how did I get here? You know, in a Zoom room of Alcoholics Anonymous in Ireland, you know, and I look back down at the cat and it's still looking at me like, what, what's going on? And, and, uh, you know, that's, that, that, that's sort of how it is, you know, each, each day I, I have to, this is, this is the eve of my anniversary. Hopefully tomorrow, you know, will be, uh, uh, 32 years. So it was 32 years ago. Today was, uh, I was out doing it up, you know, and, and that's the, that's the part I, uh, uh, that I don't forget, you know, in, in my share, I have, uh, I totally enjoyed drinking. I loved drinking, you know, and as they say at the, at the, uh, drinking is, you know, it's fun. It's fun with problems. Then it's just problems. And uh, so it was 32 years ago today, uh, it was just problems. It was just problems. And, uh, you know, just a, a, a quick go down of, of that. I was, uh, I was living in Hollywood, in uh, West Hollywood. And um, I started drinking, I don't know, about 10 o'clock, 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. I met some friends at a place called Jay Sloan's in, in West Hollywood, and we, we drank, and I drank all day, and, and uh, I was uh, performing. I was doing stand-up comedy. I was, I don't know, probably three, four years into it, and things were going pretty good, and um, I just kept drinking, and a, a, a friend of mine opened up a, a club. And uh, he asked me to perform at it. And it was at the, I don't know, maybe 10, 10 o'clock. It was nine, 10 o'clock at night. And, uh, and I showed up and uh, I was just, I was loaded. I was just gone. And, um, you know, I did, did my little skit and uh, it was, you know, good at the beginning. And, and then it, uh, you know, it just sort of turned, it just turned. And, uh, I did some stuff. Uh, there was a, a movie close encounters of the third kind was being filmed. And there was an actor, Vic Morrow who had died on the set 
uh, a helicopter decapitated him, you know, and I don't know. I just, I just remember doing a, a, an impression of that by using the mic stand and, and turning it. And I was saying some stuff and, and I just remember that mic stand coming really close to the people up front, you know, and it was sort of like, you know, it was sort of funny. And then that came down and I, I could just, I could just see, you know, the, the fear of that in the, the whole room changed, the whole room changed. And, uh, you know, then they asked me to, there's a red light, you know, they flick the light on, you know, it's usually gives you a couple minutes to, you know, get off stage and that light went on and, and uh, I was just belligerent. I was like, I was not leaving. And uh, so things just escalated where, you know, they had to, they had to, they turned the lights off on me. I still wasn't leaving. And uh, you know, the door people came up on stage and escorted me off and they had a piano there and I'm banging on the piano and it, it was just a scene and they escorted me out and they didn't like throw me out. They said, you know, you're done, Mark, go home. And I tripped and fell and sort of rolled and rolled into the gutter and I just had one eye out like this and and I look up in the other eye and it's it's just that little wallow of crap and garbage and shit that runs in a gutter you know on the, you know this was on Hollywood Boulevard and I was like and I look up and you know there's a line of people you know getting ready to go into the next show after this show let out and uh, it was just the the storm of uh, you know humiliation and uh, self-loathing and it the light went out right there the light went out you know because at that that point right there it affected my career my dreams everything that I had it just it hit it hit me really hard there and uh, I went home and and I sat on the couch for a couple days and uh, I couldn't do anything and uh, I didn't know anything about Alcoholics Anonymous. And, uh, you know, three months later, a, a friend of mine asked me to go to a meeting. And I was like, what meeting? She goes, oh, it's an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. And she was uh, she was dating uh, a prominent actor who was sobering up, who got two DUIs within a 12 hour period by the same cop. So she was going to make sure that uh, the women weren't hitting on him. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'll go. And, uh, and I went to a meeting and it was in West Hollywood. It was a uh, uh, artist in sobriety and uh, on Fairfax and Fountain. And I walked in there and uh, I was like, I couldn't believe it. You know, it was just my first feeling was, oh my God, this is, you know, you're not sucking me into your happy hell. I know what's going on here. None of you people are, you're not sober, you know, they were, they were alive and, and, and I was like, I was just overwhelmed by the whole thing. And so I sat through the meeting and at the end they have, uh, they give birthday cakes there. And this guy took a cake for three years and he said he came into the room of Alcoholics Anonymous. <clears throat> he didn't know if he was an alcoholic or not. He just had a desire not to drink. And I, you know, my eyes perked up just like that guy was swinging the mic stand with. I went, I went, oh my God, that, that was me. I had no idea about 
Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, not drinking, uh, what was going on here, steps. I knew nothing. And <clears throat> but that guy said he had a desire to stop drinking. And man, I had that desire. <coughs> Part, excuse me. I had that desire. And I still have that desire today because <clears throat> that the, the thought, <coughs> excuse me, and the visual and the image of me on the ground looking at that crowd and that crowd looking back at me and what I had done hasn't left me. It hasn't left me. And I, uh, I go to that. I go to that all the, it's, it's there, you know, I don't think about drinking at all. Uh, you know, I just, I just don't, I, I go to that, that, that spot and, uh, you know, and it's, it's just been a, uh, I, I, I don't really know how to describe it, you know, other than if you're new to Alcoholics Anonymous in your, <clears throat> in your questioning, you know, if, if this is, uh, you know, for you or, or you're going to have to do the steps or, or any of that, that other stuff, if you have the strong desire not to drink, uh, this is a great place for you. This is a really good place for you. And as, uh, as Amy alluded to, you know, it was, uh, I, I, I read this stuff. There's, there's things along the year that uh, are along the years that are just going to resonate with you when it's time to hear it. You know, there was, there was, uh, uh, the way of the peaceful warrior was a, was a book that I, I, I read early on and, uh, it just had so many, like, I look back now at concepts that are so, you know, like, geez, that's like a common sense. Go, But I didn't, you know, I had no common sense. You know, common sense was uncommon for me, as they describe in the, in the big book. And they had one there that uh, there are no ordinary moments. And uh, that, for whatever reason, hit me hard, because at the same time, somebody was talking to me about living in the now being present. And I had no concept of what it was like to be present right now. You know, so I tell myself a lot of times, it's like, I've never been this sober in my whole life today. It's a it's a new day. It's a new moment, because there, there are no ordinary moments anymore. You know, it's not ordinary. Because I've never been this sober before. And uh, so everything is sort of like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm attacking, I can go over the same routines and stuff. But even those are different, you know, because I'm, my, my mind is constantly seeing things differently. And uh, that had a big impact on me. And the, the one where, uh, you know, Amy was talking about it was, um, you know, uh, being getting married is hard. It's hard work, getting divorced is hard. You know, getting sober, is hard, you know, uh, drinking is hard. <laughs> it's really hard. But the thing is, is that uh, life is hard, you know, and uh, I, I choose life, you know, I choose as a, it's a, and uh, uh, living is, is what I choose, you know, because it's hard, you know, John F. Kennedy made that, you, you know, we went to the moon, not because it was easy, because it was hard. And that's the whole, the whole 
being, I, I think of, of being alive, of, of course, it's not easy. You know, we trudge the road to happy destiny. It's not, we skip the road to happy destiny. You know, there's no, uh, there's no gain with, with no pain. And that's a really hard concept to, uh, to understand. For me, it, it was. And uh, so I, I, I choose sobriety, you know, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. And, uh, and I didn't know that because I had a desire not to drink. I didn't, you know, you know, when you're going through all that stuff at the beginning, it's like, yeah, that was humiliating. I'm just not drinking, you know, and uh, that wears off really quick. And then you're stuck with you. And it's really hard to be honest with yourself, to admit your faults. Everything in that book, you know, is uh, it's really pertained to to my psyche that used alcohol to, you know, stop growing, you know, because taking, taking the alcohol was easy, you know, because it was too hard for me to face life uh, without some kind of uh, helper, you know, a hamburger helper or an alcoholic helper, or however you want to see it. And uh, so, uh, it's, it's challenging, you know, it's, it's 30 coming up on 32 years of, of sobriety. It's challenging now, you know, with a, with a pandemic because it's uh, you know, it, it's, it's tested me beyond anything that, that, that I saw coming or, or anything, but, and, but I, I, I look back at stuff and I go, Oh my God, all the things that I've done, up to this point has, has led me to be able to get through this. You know, it's, uh, you know, I came to the timing of everything, you know, I got involved in martial arts when I was uh, 18 and I've still been doing that. And uh, I've learned so much about that that's brought me in to handle a pandemic. You know, I can be in the basement now on Zoom room training with all my friends across the world because our organization is across the world. And uh, that allows me to have the physical and the mental and the spiritual to handle a, a pandemic, you know, because it's, uh, I, I have to take care of myself, you know, get vitamin D, build my immune system, you know, so that I can, uh, I can fight it off. You know, there's a, uh, an Indian mystic Sadhguru, you know, who, who I enjoy listening to. And he says, whatever it takes to survive, man, whatever it takes to survive. And, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, I use that with Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, it's like, whatever it takes not to drink, I, I, I whatever it takes not to drink, you know, and there's uh, emotional sobriety and you know, we, we talk about that. I'm, you, you know what, I'm going to have off days. And uh, I have off days, man. And uh, I the pandemic part will hit me, you know, politically and everything that's going on. And I'm out there. I'm out there. You know, I got a barn with horses. And, and uh, that's another gift, you know, that the, I got involved in that like 13, 14 years ago. And my wife and I, we, we have the horses on our property now. And, and uh, that all came, you know, it's coming up on one year that we had our, as the pandemic hit, you know, so it's all this stuff that I'm, 
it's there right for me to get through the pandemic uh, because I stayed sober, because I stayed sober and it was hard and I just kept doing it. This pack, the pandemic's hard and uh, I just keep whatever it takes, man, whatever it friggin' takes to get through it and not drink. And that's showing up at these meetings. It's talking to people. And when I'm frigging out of my mind, you know, and uh, I sobered up in LA and they had a gentleman, uh, his name's Israel. And he used to always say, I'm stark raving sober. And I never used to understand that, you know? And I have my days where I am frigging stark raving sober, you know, because I've never been this sober attacking the, the, the world, you know? And uh, I look at it, man, I, I attack. Uh, because it's, uh, there's a, uh, I like the movie dances with wolves. And there's a, there's a, a scene in there where he's at his compound and he had just met his Indian friends and, uh, and he, he sort of misses them, you know, and he's sitting around waiting for them to come to him. And he just gets this thing. He, he, he just, you know, sitting and waiting is a bad example is a bad example. So he gets on his horse and he goes rides. And I, I use that too. It's like, you know, I got to move my feet. Uh, I, 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 it, being around and, and taking it in and, and not attacking and going off to, and going, I'm getting this, man. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a bad example for me that I put on myself, you know, that I, I, I want to go out and do that because it's hard. <laughs> I don't know why it's just hard and uh you know I know my time's running coming coming close here and uh I don't know I'm 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 grateful to be sober I'm just so grateful to be sober and uh everything that I've learned and in the people that I've met you know my the the it's funny I've 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 talked and haven't even mentioned, you know, my transformation of believing in a, in a God to, you, you know, that's where it's, it's came. It's all come down, you know, when people go, what do you think about God? I just go, I don't. And what's your next question? You know, that, that type, because I'm just, I spent so much time trying to figure that out and to do this for me. And, and it just came down. It's like that whole concept was just, uh, you know, irresponsible, you know, I'm 100% responsible for my life. I can't, I'm, I'm not asking an outside source or anything, you, you know, to fix this, to do this. I have to move my feet and I have to be responsible. And that is the hardest part and the biggest dose of honesty and uh, responsibility that I've ever had to fathom is that I'm responsible for it all. I'm responsible for my thoughts. I'm responsible for my actions. I'm responsible for 100% of the things I do. You know, even if somebody, somebody comes up and just out of the blue slaps me in my face, you know, I'm, re, I'm responsible for my actions, you know, of that. And, uh, you, you, you know, if I let that happen, then I'm like 32 years of wasted karate practice <laughs> if I didn't see it coming. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know where that sort of went off a little tangent, but, you know, seeing, seeing people in the, uh, 
the 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 Zoom room, you know, always uh, it just gives me the strength and because I know how how hard it is at every aspect of sobriety from from the first week to two years to one year to 10 years, you know, all the way down, you know, it's, uh, but it's the, it's the best thing because that, that sort of self-worth, you know, esteemable acts, you know, uh, bring up self-esteem, you know, I have low self-esteem, so I have to do small esteemable acts, you know, Jordan Peterson has a, has a good book out, you know, it's, it's clean your room, you know, because there's no ordinary moments. You know, it's, it's pick up that piece of paper. You know, I looked and used to look at that as that's a shortcoming. You know, I used to look, go buying, I don't have to pick up that paper. That's somebody else's job. No, no, it's a shortcoming, you know, of mine to, to think that uh, uh, I don't have to do that. No, just pick up the, pick up the piece of paper, man. That's all, you know, clean your room and uh, stand straight and, get ready to uh, to attack the world i'm grateful to be sober and uh amy thank you and uh the the best to us all man we just keep uh trudging the road with a smile and uh i'm just i'm really grateful i'm really really grateful and uh with that i pass